goal. The Originals podcast exists to document the profound game changing that's taking place here and now through the birth of the AFL Women's League. That change is occurring on and off field. And thanks to the Richmond Footy Club, an iconic and in many respects peerless modern Australian sports powerhouse, the Originals plays a part in amplifying the stories of the game changers. In two series now, we've chatted to key figures shaping a Tigers team like none before it, to find out who and what motivates them, and how this whole shaking up of the AFL system as we once knew it is shaking down at the coalface. No surprise then that in the Originals back catalogue, there's stories of courage, joy, struggle, motivation and inspiration. I'm Sam Lane. Thank you for joining us for this grand finale episode of the Originals second season. The series return was possible in 2021, despite brutal ripple effects of the global pandemic. Thanks to our sponsor, Wise Employment, and of course, the ongoing championing of the Richmond Footy Club. More on Wise later, because now we're diving in. On this last episode, we've got a colourful and candid 2021 season review. A collage to capture the most vivid happenings of what was the Tigers' first full season in the AFLW. And what a season of firsts it was. There was Richmond's landmark first AFLW on February 26 and by 47 points over Geelong. The side backed up by getting its first win interstate. And a triple treat. The Tigers also enjoyed their first win at their club's famed Pankhoid Oval headquarters in 56 years. Want to hear more? Sure. Here we go. The 2021 season finale of the Originals starts now. We're hitting the engine room with a cohort that makes the Tigers AFLW side tick. An assembly of Richmond players, and each one having featured on the originals in the past under a dedicated spotlight. Make sure you check out those episodes by trawling our episode bank on richmondfc.com.au or wherever you find your podcasts. For this season review, we've hit up Captain Katie Brennan, Vice-Captain Sarah Hosking, the Jet Ellie McKenzie, the Tigers' first ever winner, now back-to-back winner of the AFLW Club Best and Fairest, Monique Conti, along with other great friends of this pod, Harriet Cordner, Beck Miller and Gabby Seymour. With the 2021 season one and done, I wanted to start with their most vivid and fond memory on field. And it wouldn't feel right to start with anyone other than the Tigers skipper, Katie Brennan who in 2021 enjoyed her best AFLW season to date, was named in the AFLW All-Australian team for the first time, finished joint second in the Tigers BNF with Ellie McKenzie, was Richmond's top AFLW goal kicker and won the Players' Player Award voted by her teammates. With a bit of time to think about it, what's KB's favourite memory on field from 2021? Actually, I have two. I'm going to be a bit greedy. Okay, Skipper. That's a don't argue. It'll be uh, Ellie McKenzie taking about 20 bounces down the wing and taking on an All-Australian defender, waltzing past her and 
I think we all got the front row seats to the Ellie McKenzie show that night and she just showed how amazing she's going to be for us in the future. But also just playing that game and almost knowing that it was our first win while we're out there. Um, I think it's pretty cheeky to, to think about that when you are still playing, you're meant to be in the moment, but um, every goal we kicked we were able to have a moment of celebration and, and almost know that we were you know, a goal closer and, and a few seconds closer to winning our first game as a club and, um, and as a group. So that was certainly, you know, moments during that game were just phenomenal. They're just times that I'll never forget and it almost gives me goosebumps uh, <laughs> just thinking about it. No arguing from back-to-back -back Tigers Club champion, Mon Conti. When the siren went in Geelong, the final siren. <laughs> seeing everybody um, <laughs> jump about and, and celebrate, um, like it was a very special win because it was. So that's probably my most vivid memory and yeah, shed some tears, so that was good. <laughs> Beck Miller's giving me more than a hint of the thing. My most vivid memory from the 2021 season would have to be our first win down at uh, Geelong. I was down deep at fullback when the siren went, so I had a bit of a run to get to, to the big hug. But uh, yeah, I remember sort of having my hands up in the air and uh, a big jump on the on the pack when I finally got there. Harriet Cordner's making this theme more than distinct. My most vivid memory for the 2021 season would be the win against Geelong. Um, the feeling out on the ground, I guess when the siren went, was just an absolutely, I can't even really describe it in words, but it was just an amazing feeling. And then to sort of look over at the bench and see all the support staff and everyone that's been involved in the journey over the last two years, I guess, sort of the feeling of joy that they had was really amazing. Will Ellie McKenzie's choice buck this trend? I think my, my most vivid memory would be when the siren went at GMHBA Stadium and all the girls, um, just the looks on their faces were priceless. and. Celebrating that together as a team and as a club I think was really special and um, it was an amazing night. Clearly this night at Geelong wasn't just a footy highlight for these players, it was a life highlight. And Gabby Seymour's got another one. Catchers chase down tackle against Geelong, yeah. I was standing on the bench waiting to come on when it happened, it was right in front of me and it, yeah, we were all over it. And Sarah Hosking? Well... She couldn't split two favourite memories. No, three favourites. Actually, make that half a dozen. I've got two, or three, sorry, I'm going to give you three. The first one is watching Ali McKenzie run down the field, um, fend off a couple of people, take a few bounces. I think that's something that we're going to see for years to come. Even today, she took a screamer, and I think that's going to be close to mark of the year. The next one is my very first game as a Tiger. I remember the excitement, the feeling that I felt when I actually got to run out. The girls got around me, the supporters were there as well. And then my third one in particular was our first win at Punt Road. Actually, no, I need to scratch another one. I've got our very first win against Geelong. That was just incredible. And I think the celebration that you saw from the girls was so exciting and it meant so much. I think there was tears, there was tears from family and friends at home as well. And I think that was just incredible. One to be a part of, something I'll remember forever. And, and then the one at Punt Road as well was pretty special, getting to actually speak to the fans afterwards and get our first win since, what was it, 1960 something or wherever it was. <laughs> So what about the things that from outside the inner sanctum we didn't see or perhaps didn't even know about? Here's the juice from Katie Brennan first up. One of the moments that I'll never forget is 
Sarah Hosking, the absolute animal she is, um, scaring the life out of Harriet and it was a with a air horn. And she told us that she did wet her pants a little bit and you could certainly tell because she was so scared. <laughs> Harriet Cordner, your most vivid off-field memory for 2021, please. Does it feature an air horn? I think travelling to Gold Coast was really cool because I think you can't, I kind of just forgot what it felt like to play interstate and to obviously it'd been a fair while. I, I love interstate trips and we obviously hadn't been able to do that and enjoy that for the last sort of 18 months. So I think that that was really cool to be a part of that again. And obviously with a new group, I think it's interstate trips are an amazing way to bond with your team and yeah, with the group that you have. Serious face is on now. Mon Conti? I think our mids meetings were a bit of a highlight for me off the field, so that's probably, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what happened in them, but no, they were really good uh, meetings and lots of fun. Ellie McKenzie? It would be my getting my um, jumper presented to me by Dave Asprey. That was pretty cool. And um, there were six of us, I think, debuting that day for the club. So um, that would probably be my most special one for the year. Gabby Seymour's on exactly the same page. <laughs> uh, when Sarah Darcy got presented her jumper uh, by David Asprey, the look on her face was the best thing ever. <laughs> what about you, prankster vice captain Sarah Hosking? It's probably been some of the pranks that I've played with Jess, with some of the girls on KB, on um, Harriet. You'll see one on April Fools from AFL coming out that KB is a star yodeler, so get ready to see that. Um, and, and even Ali in her first week at Tigers, I managed to get her on board to actually deliver the yodeling joke. Seeing probably the connection amongst our group like really flourish and it's been really exciting to be a part of something that has been so special and for me it's I've, I've come to a new club but I slotted in straight away and that was just the the start of something special. And Beck Miller's choice? I'd have to say a bit of our team building day back before the season started. Um, it was a dress up and I was part of the, the Pirates group and we're running around Punt Road and having a lot of fun um, building connections. Tigers and Pirates? We'll take your word on it, Beck. And speaking of word, here's one or two about the hugely supportive first sponsor of the Originals podcast. It's Wise Employment, a Melbourne-based, Australian-owned, not-for-profit organisation that has been helping Australians for nearly 30 years. Wise's ultimate vision is to inspire, transform and enable people to realise their potential. WISE pushes for diversity and inclusion in Australian workplaces, and it helps people with employment barriers, like mental illness and disability, to find meaningful work. WISE's partnership with Richmond's AFLW team is motivated by WISE Employment's particular dedication to supporting women athletes and empowering women in all aspects of life. WISE has a Richmond office and over 100 others across Victoria, New South Wales, Tasmania, South Australia, Queensland and the Northern Territory. The friendly team at WISE Employment would love to meet you and discuss how they can help you find employment or help find the right fit for your team. Visit wiseemployment.com.au or call 1-800-685-105 and tell them, if you like, that you heard about WISE 
thanks to the Richmond Footy Club and the Originals podcast. To Wise and to Vanessa Phil at Richmond, who helped bring this pod partner relationship together, sincere thanks. And now back to the Rapid Fire Grillings. I wanted to know from this talented group at Richmond and figures of influence more broadly what they would give the AFL Women's League instantly if they had the power. Beck Miller, you gave me one of my favourite quotes of the second season of the originals when you said this. I just can't say it enough, but I really am living the dream, Sam. Like, people laugh at me when I say that, but I'm playing for Richmond Footy Club at Punt Road Oval. I've got a great boss. I get a convertible as part of my job. I have a great girlfriend. Like, I'm living the dream. So... Happy days. Exactly. I loved hearing it in the interview moment. I love hearing it just as much now. And now, Beck Miller, you've got the power to create more greatness. The magic wand is in your hands and it grants you one wish come true for the AFLW. What is it? I guess, yeah, my one wish, if I could ask Gillian McLaughlin and the AFL for anything, would uh, to have a 14-round season from next year and, uh, yeah, bring it on. What about you, awe-inspiringly talented, brilliant leader of AFLW youth, Ellie McKenzie? I think short-term, I would really like to play every team in the competition. I think 13 rounds is um, probably a good point for us to be at. Um, I think 10s, we're almost there, but I think 13 would be good just to be able to play everyone and gives the competition some integrity as well. So I think that would be my main request. (laughs) Katie Brennan, she who was among the original AFLW player trailblazers, leading the Western Bulldogs back in 2017, the competition's debut year. I would grant the AFLW to make all of our girls here at Richmond and all the girls across the league into full-time athletes. I think it's a something that we're all aiming towards and it's something that certainly I might not be a part of in my career but it's something that you want to push for to make sure the future generations and the future crop that are coming through get to experience that. I'll always say that we want a longer season and we want more games to play particularly after a year like this year where we started to gain so much momentum and we're improving so much that um, you just want to keep playing and, and keep being a part of it but I think you know the, the main thing of being a full-time athlete, all those other things fall into line, like being able to train more, being able to play more games and just being able to sort of take that next step in professionalism for the league. Gabby Seymour's wish. And just a sidebar, these answers were provided independently. It would just seem that the players' view of the one wish they'd grant AFLW if they could is unanimous. A full-length season, like just for everyone to be able to play each other once, I think would be fantastic. And yeah, it just sort of takes the integrity of the game to another level as well. Sarah Hosking isn't messing with case mounting. And in fact, as she's waving that magic wand we all need in our lives from time to time, she's addressing AFL boss Gillen McLaughlin directly. Gill, my wish for AFLW is to be a full-time athlete in my career. Sarah Hosking, quote, unquote. Mon Conti's on the more games train too. More games would definitely be the one request that I would give. I think a lot of the girls would agree with that as well, just to be able to play 
like at least every team, the competition would grow that way. So I think, yeah, playing every team and just expanding the competition because I feel like eventually we want it to be a full-time thing, but got to start somewhere. I think that's the next step for us. Anything else you want to add, Mon? Yeah, please, Gil, give us some more games. No grey area there. That vote's unanimous. To close, well, we couldn't help it here at Originals Podcast HQ because the support of this Tiger team for this podcast is not only sincerely appreciated, it's been quite touching. My personal hope is that one of the following player nominations will steer you to an episode of the originals you haven't heard yet and perhaps help fill a hole in an impatient wait through the AFLW off-season. Or maybe these memories will move you to re-listen to a past episode of the originals you've already enjoyed. And hey, maybe even share it with a mate. In this final vote put to the players, a nomination of their favourite originals podcast moment so far. Kick us off, please. Ellie McKenzie. I really enjoyed listening to Sarah Hosking's episode and her kind of story about how she was um, had to come to the club and um, her decisions and the tough choices she made to actually come to the club. So I thought that was really interesting and gave context to why she was with us. I wanted to try and give being an athlete the best chance I could, but I also wanted some exposure in different areas on the field. What about you, dear original subject Beck Miller, who gave me quote of the second series? My favourite part of the original season two would have to be uh, Ellie McKenzie sucking up to KB. She never stops. It's been pretty cool to kind of train alongside her and, yeah, as you said, kind of train alongside my idol. So um, hopefully the girls don't give me more stick over saying that. Harriet Cordner. My favourite moment from the originals was Sam told a story that uh, Gabby Seymour, the lights turned off if you didn't move enough while you were being interviewed and Gabby Seymour just actually sat there in the dark instead of asking for the lights to be turned on. And I just think that's funny because it's a pretty true reflection of her as a person. (laughs) And lastly on this, the interview subject who I hope doesn't mind me saying took the most work to edit from our long-form, free-flowing interview this season. Not because of lack of golden interview nuggets, but because she brought so many. Sarah Hosking, over to you, please, to round this survey out. My favourite moment from Sam's podcast, one that I spoke to her about, and I think it's just the the ability that she has to be able to share our stories. She speaks to a lot of people about women's football in the past and those founders that really helped us pave the way, and then now speaking about us as game changers to pave a pathway for young girls now, and I'm so excited I get to be a part of that, but Sam just helps us tell that story, and she, like, across the board, we've had Beck, we've had Tessa, so many girls actually get to share their story and their pathway and so exciting for the young generation to come through and look back on this in 20 years time and go, wow, I've got it all documented. <laughs> Love you, Sam. <laughs> Way to make your production team feel great, Sarah. Thank you so much. Because in COVID times, with weekly in-person interviews not possible as they once were, it's taken extra efforts to make this podcast come to life. It's the stories of Richmond's original originals, from players to coaching staff and club administrators, that has provided the ever-inspiring substance of this undertaking. It's the great care, attention to detail and talent from Richmond's media and digital team, 
Lizzie Yaw, Matt Collada, Ian Gall, Bilal Ali, Andrew Costa, Josh Berryman, Tate Spiteri and Nikki Milady that have supported this. And they definitely help wrap the substance up complete with bows. For my part, in every sense, it has been such a pleasure. Thank you to every interviewee, every helper at Richmond and every listener. Special thanks to Richmond Executive Simon Matthews, who commissioned this series in the first place. To Richmond Directors, Peggy O'Neill and Brendan Gale, thank you for your ongoing championing. And that's me signing off, unofficially, on the originals for now, because there's only one person who can sign off formally. Just as she's done since the Apple iTunes top ranking launch episode of the Originals podcast that was released in February 2020. So, for one last time in series two of the Originals, bring it home, please. The one and only Richmond president, Peggy O'Neill, in quintessential Peggy O'Neill style. Go, Tigers. <laughs>